Welcome to the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. A Southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. With me always is Jason. What's going on? Hey, I am excited. I've got a couple shows to see this week, Brian, of bands or people we've had on the podcast. And that is? Oh, you, <laughs> yes. Uh, tomorrow night. So you're. I know you're jealous of this because we've already had, but <laughs> I'm seeing Goodbye June, right? Um, and uh, they are opening for Whiskey Myers. So Tyler, like, just sends you a message out of the blue, like. Yeah, yeah. So. Yes. So I'm going to go hang out with those guys, or at least have backstage passes to go to the show, which is super cool. He just texted me the other night and said, Hey, give me your full details. I'll put you down for a pass and a sticky to you can come backstage and hang out. So cool. I'm excited to say hi to him and the guys in person and to watch the shows. So, um, yeah, like, uh, after we, t- we emailed a little bit after the podcast and he gave me a cell phone. I, we exchanged numbers and he just texted me the other day. So cool. That, that's nice, good to, nice to get in on something like that, you know, and uh, oh, completely nice guys unsolicited. Right. I wasn't mm-hmm. harassing him about anything. In fact, I'd already bought tickets to see the show anyway. So, but yeah, totally good guy. Um, God, man, I tell you what, I love that album. That album's so good. It's really just, good. I've been listening to the crap out of it. even their their first two albums are really good, a little bit different, mm-hmm. but still just just a really good band. And that's Brian. That's just one of the joys of doing this podcast is finding out these these artists and bands that we might not normally know about or get to hear about or talk to. Well, I got to see where the night goes on the way that and the t shirt um, from the first record. I'm looking forward to getting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Um, I've been listening to Whiskey Myers' new album, self-titled. I like it. They're definitely in the vein of Blackberry Smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear they put on a great live show. You've told they do, me this. Yeah. You've seen yeah. them a bunch of times. So really cool. And I'm actually taking my son, he's 19, to go to the show, to go to the cool. show with me and let him get a little bit of experience of that. Right on. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I, I got my, I've had this for a while now, but my postcards from The Edge, from Johnny Colt and oh it's cool man you know i totally want to like blow up one of these pictures because at some point i'll change my backgrounds here so i gotta pick a pick a picture and i'm still waiting on my book oh okay well i know the one thing that that you and i both got and this is a shout out to will mass uh from rock metal uh rock metal records yes and manager of um Smoke and Crow and much other. Smoke and Crow, yeah. So you got a nice care package from Will. Yeah, Thank yeah. You, Will. I mean, I got uh, from Rat Rod, American. Well, American Rock and Roll Live. This, you know, I, I'm just, you know, maybe I don't know if it's directly from Rat Rod or the, the other bands directly from, but through Will and then Indian Head. I don't know if you listen to Indian Head. They sound a lot like Godsmack, but it's more blues. Yes. It's like if Godsmack was like a heavy blues band. Yes. Yes. And then 86 Bullets. I think they're a bit heavier. I have listened to a little bit of that. And, you know, what other goodies did we get in here? Indian Head Hat. There you go. Did you get a couple hats. signed posters? Smoke and Crow poster? Um, if I, yeah, I did. Yeah, there are two in here. T-shirt. 
you know, a couple koozies and a. I got a rat rod with the Babylon shakes of Post right. Brian. Yep, yep, that's the same one. Which you know we're big fans of Babylon shakes and Chris, so that's kind of yeah. cool. So it's very cool. Thank you, Will, for that. That's awesome. Um, it was like Christmas. You're like, we, I kept unwrapping stuff in a box. It just kept coming. It was mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. And this all uh, falls into our continuing theme or our continuing appreciation appreciation of the theme of newer bands in the genre, whether it's you know southern rock and roll or blues based or heavy blues, you know, uh, outlaw country, you know, some sort of or cross just between. Rock. Yeah, all these bands that are coming up and popping up and we're getting into and getting familiarized with and have having, you know, these management people and PR people like introducing us to these bands. You got to get this band on your podcast, got to get that band on your podcast. So uh, we were it takes very, a lot of the work, Brian, from us. Yeah, when people reach out like that. Right. I like it. I love it. And so we are very fortunate to uh, be able to talk to some guests earlier that were introduced to us. Absolutely. So this time we got a band out of Tennessee, not Nashville, but close to it. Close. Uh, Revelry out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Brian, what do you think about Revelry? Oh, I dig them a lot. Um, they've only they're uh, apparently they've got you know more songs in the can, but they got four releases so far, and uh, I'm you know Dirty Woman Woman, uh, both great songs. Um, two to Tango and Torn Up. Um, I really dig, uh, really, really dig Dirty. I really dig Woman, Woman. The other two aren't too bad either. Um, it was just cool. You know, it's like, it, it, you know, these, you get you get these interviews and these chats coming up with people you haven't met before. And, it, and like, you're like, wow, you know, how's this going to go? And it always goes great. And it always seems to go great to a point of just being, wow, that was really cool. How fortunate for us to talk to them absolutely it is it is great and we had all five members of the band on so we don't often get everybody in a band especially when you have that many people so uh you know we got a chance to talk to all of them how they got their start influences it was, it was actually a lot of fun to have kind of that format this time yes it was it's always good to have uh, the whole band on so uh, why don't you guys kick back relax uh, grab your snack your drink whatever it is and kick back and listen to our discussion with revelry guest segment of the podcast and as you guys know i always throw it over to jason to tell you guys the listeners who our guests are today thank you brian it's always my pleasure to introduce our guests and we have a whole band on tonight a band that everybody should know coming out of tennessee good mix of rock southern rock and country music we have jay we have red we have cruz we have dane and we have zach all from the band revelry how are you guys doing Good, Good man. You guys in Nashville? Murfreesboro. Okay. About 30 minutes south. Right on. It's close, yeah. Not to what southeast-ish from there, maybe, right? Just a little south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's a nice area. It's a nice community. And it obviously is great. It's, it's fostering a really good band out here that we're talking to today. So we're, we get a lot of Kentucky bands. We get some national bands, but you guys are our first Murfreesboro band. And as always, I don't always remember like how I came across bands, how I came across you guys, but uh, I just like to find out like how, how the, how the band started, how this all get rolling. All right, so probably six years ago, I met Zach in a bar. I was like, hey, dude, let's start a band. We did an acoustic thing for probably, what, four years? Yeah, About four like years. Um, I went to MTSU. We both went to MTSU. Uh, that's where we kind of met Red. And Red had his own project, uh, Redbird, which was composed of Red J and another guy named Lucas. But anyways got together with them said hey let's hang out let's jam so after four years of mine and zach's band we started hanging out with them started jamming it was just like working it, the chemistry was good so then came revelry we've been doing this for about two years and then we now have cruise which is our secret weapon he bangs the shit from so <laughs> thanks Obi. it's revelry so you guys went the which one are you went to Middle Tennessee State? Me and him, and then and Red Red did. Okay, did you were you guys playing together then, or did you guys play together after college? At the very end of college, or I was already out of college. I'm not sure if Red was still in college, but there at the very end, probably about two years ago. Okay, and then you saw Red playing Red and Jay both in the Red Bird Project, right? Yeah, me and Zach went to one of their shows. Like, holy shit, these dudes rip! So we got the contact and the rest is history so jay and red for you guys since you guys were doing your own project before you know guitarists what what did it take to get you guys out of what you were doing on that and join revelry me and jay have been playing together since we were like 12 or 13 years old ever since we played guitar we played guitar with each other so we just kind of knew that no matter like where we went or like what name we were flying under or whatever, that the two of us were always going to play together pretty much. And when we met those other guys, it just felt too good to be true. We couldn't pass up the way that making music with those guys felt. So, so what you, what'd you do, uh, Zach and Dane? Did you, did you ask those guys to come over and do a jam session at some point? So uh, basically – Red had a show one night in Murfreesboro, and me and Dane were like, we got to go check. That's when we, me and him, me and him already had it in our head that we were going to approach them about playing with us. So we invited him out to our car, and we pulled some Jack Daniels, (laughs) (laughs) talked to him for a second. I ended up going to see them in Fayetteville. They actually opened up for Riley Green, the country singer. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to his parents and like, I'm about to start a band with your your son, and we're going (laughs) to... And I were actually doing it at that point, but we ended up hanging out like the following week, and it's been revelry ever since. It was all premeditated. Yeah, <laughs> you guys were targeted. There was there was no getting out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, at what point does Cruz get in on the drums? How do you find him? Cruz, you want to talk about this, or you want us to? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, me and Dane have a mutual friend. And uh, he kind of hit me up and was like, you know, man, uh, 
we're looking for a replacement drummer and I have been gigging around Nashville for the last couple of years. Um, just playing in different bands, just pretty much with whoever, no solid band. And, um, like I said, I knew Dane through a mutual friend and I had heard a couple of their singles and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try it out. So we all started gigging together. Um, I mean, the first time I went and practiced with them, we were in the pocket instantly. So that was super cool. I never thought it'd be one of those things where I'd want to become a full-time member because I've kind of been like a free agent just playing like for whoever after about two or three shows we all kind of started catching a vibe like ah man this might be more than just a fill-in so at what point did you guys start start writing songs and what do you have so far uh I mean I've been writing songs for the last probably 10 years or something with Revelry me and Dane already had a few kind of in the in the, our back pocket that we wanted to do something with once we had a full band. So when the, after the first few times we jammed, I started slowly like introducing a song every couple rehearsals and we would just get them down to where now we probably have 12 to 15 originals that we play out and we just kind of rotate them in with our covers. Right on. Uh, so now you guys have four singles, correct? Four singles out. Mm-hmm. Uh, any uh, plans to go into the studio? We actually just went in the studio a, c- a couple of weeks ago, and we have a new song coming six weeks, six weeks-ish. And then six weeks after that, we're going to put another one out. So we have a few ready to go already. Yeah, we've got two in the bag. I think we're wanting to, after that, maybe throw together an EP or we can get the money up a full-length album. Um, but right now we're just doing singles, uh, trying to keep content pumping out. It seems like that's kind of the common way to do things these days is like releasing singles, maybe an EP down the road. Yeah, you got to stay relevant. People forget about you, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's good to slowly introduce your material and have people catch on and like it and then throw out that whole album later on. I think it's, it makes a lot of sense and it's easier to do in this digital age than it was back when <clears throat> Brian and I were, were young dudes and it was cassettes and CDs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no social media presence at all. Where are you guys recording? We recorded last uh, with this <laughs> Red Hump. Last name. Oh, his last name. It's his name's Andy though, and he's awesome. It's Punch. It's Punch Up Studios. Okay, is that a local to you guys in Tennessee? <clears throat> yeah, it's a sweet man. I've gone to some at-home studios. I've gone to some professional studios. This studio that we went to to record this new song was awesome andy shout out to andy super cool experience man he really really cool producer probably the coolest one i've ever worked with uh really invested in the band wasn't just worried about catching a paycheck he really helped us create that song we had like they showed me some rough ideas this is the first thing that i've actually got to drum on as the new drummer and so they had a couple of demos and man we really pumped out a cool song and andy really helped us through that so you guys going to stick with him to do a couple more songs? Thanks. I think so. I know we're doing more, and we've talked about doing an album with him uh, down the road. Um, it was a really yeah. good experience. He came out to our jam space a, a couple of days before the session just to, just to hang out and chill and help us just listen to the song and give us just his notes about it. It was really cool. It was a really personable experience. So no, that's good, Brian. 
uh, so I brought up the website Punch Up in Nashville's Andy Freeman's, who you're referring to, yeah? Yeah, that's it, Freeman. Man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's important, you know, you guys are, are getting your names out there and getting content out for people to go with somebody you trust, and that's giving you guys good advice. So it sounds like you, you found somebody. Yeah, he loves me. So do we. lots of love lots of love love. well go to the guitar players real fast jay and red um you know you've been playing music together for sounds like for a long time did you guys play in bands in high school together or was this this project kind of the newest thing that you or the jay bird project the newest thing that you've done uh the the red bird thing was uh my first uh band experience i had uh and we, we played a few talent shows here and there at the high school and, um, you know, just school shit. Nothing, nothing really uh, big. So <laughs> Wasn't a lot of opportunities from where we came from. And we, me and Jay were born in Fayetteville, Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. Not really a lot of opportunities for music cats down there. Not a lot of music cats down there. <laughs> Yeah. And what I like about you guys, you know, you're the guitar players in the band. So we got Jay. People can't see this because obviously it's a podcast audio format, but Jay's got a Miller hat on, Miller highlight for a mirror. And then Red's got a Miller <laughs> shirt on. Was that was that intentional, oh, guys? No. no. I just love Miller beer. <laughs> it's a fine pilsner, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> So I was reading uh, some stuff about you guys, uh, you guys as the guitar players, you guys uh, highly influenced by Skinner. Oh, yeah. Alan Collins. <laughs> well, what, what gets you guys, like, what, what pulls you to Skinner? Uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's down home, you know. It's uh, just the lyrics. It, it's things we can all relate to and then of course the music itself it's pretty epic you know and so uh that's that's a good recipe for uh some uh, inspiration well being a, a dual guitar well they have three people but being yourselves being a dual guitar band too it gives you a little bit something to listen to hey here's what these guys are doing on these parts uh, jay i think do you play prime, do you do the, the slide work uh yes yeah yeah right on your uh, i think you're playing an sg most of the time aren't you uh yes yeah so i mean and listen you, you've got a really good example of, of how to handle that stuff multiple guitar band looking at skinner and i think you can't go wrong there red how about yourself so i'm a guitar player you can see the guitars on the wall so i'm i yeah. cruise zach dane i apologize i start getting sucked in talking to the guitar yeah. we'll get back to you guys there's always gear talk gotta have <laughs> yeah, gear talk i'll let's stay go. away from some gear talk I'm just ready. because we're making <laughs> but for you red like like what drives what do you like about skinner or other maybe um you know multiple guitar bands since you guys are in one well the the thing about like skinner and the almond brothers specifically that that really speaks to us as inspiration is I mean, to me, it's the fact that there are like multiple lead guitar players in most bands, uh, especially now. Like, you really don't have that. Most of the, I don't know many bands we've played with that have more than one lead guitar player. So it's, I mean, it catches people's attention, and mm-hmm. it's just a lot of fun for us because me and Jay get to play both 
roles as rhythm and lead throughout the set. Um, yeah. And it, it confuses a lot of sound guys. Uh, <laughs> like, which one? Like, they got they got to be paying attention. They, when they don't know a when song. to turn who up, so it kind of falls <laughs> back on us. But <laughs> it's, I mean, it's fun, man. And you get uh, multiple pers- uh, multiple personalities through the sound of the music. Uh, it's something that Jay and I take pride in and work on is having our own individual voices on the instrument. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm going to throw it back to Zach and Dane real fast. So Zach and Dane, you guys were playing together originally doing acoustic stuff. Dane, I'm going to assume you're just, you're playing guitar or you're doing bass. No, acoustic guitar. Way harder than I do. So (laughs) with the bass, but I mean, for you, you're a guitar player, even though you're playing bass in this band what's that what's that like one playing with these guys with the dual leads and then zach zach for you with writing music and kind of performing music with with the dual lead players man for me it's it's like christmas every show like i get to i i'd rather show them off than even do the show it off myself because i just i like turning the show on them because they're once you i don't know man i've never felt anything like it i played in several bands growing up this is by far the most special one. And I'm glad that it's the one that I'm we're getting able to put the most work into. Dane, how's it for you as a guitar player moved over to bass, kind of working with? It's good. It's up bass now. Um, and I also like to, I don't know, groove around. So, like, I'll just bounce back and forth between Red and Jay and just kind of entertain myself and the crowd on stage. Um, the best part, y'all are asking, Red and them said something about uh, the sound guy doesn't know how to turn which guitar up. The best thing is when there's a bunch of drunk people standing in front of the stage and Red's ripping a solo and they're all filming Jay. (laughs) (laughs) His fingers aren't matching what the notes are being played. Nobody knows. So for for Zach, um, you you, uh, read earlier, you played in your dad's band. So how does that... uh, you know, how does that play into what you're doing now, the influence and all that? Ryan, you're doing a bunch of research. I just told these guys we don't do it. <laughs> Come on. Well, I, in high school, even a little bit in middle school, I played in like pop punk bands, like that style of music, more pop. Now, now, that, now that is surprising to me, given you've got those, it's very uh, skinnerty, like Southern rock country style vocals. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was raised on all that stuff. I just kind of went who raised you on that? Who do I need to talk to about? <laughs> Dad absolutely hated playing when I was in the. Even though I, Greg Allman from the Allman Brothers is my number one inspiration, ever, always will be. So um, it kind of as I, what it is. So pop punk, like who were you listening to? Pop pop punk and covering. <laughs> like Blink-182, um, The Main, if you know who they are. They're not really super huge or anything, but stuff like that. It's more I, – I don't want to say teeny bopper because that's not right, but it's what stuff all the girls and stuff liked. It, when I was, it, was, the, it was the mainstream pop, right? It was – you weren't listening to hardcore or anything like that. You're listening to, like, the mainstream pop stuff for sure. That's Cruise. <laughs> Whoa, Cruise. Get, you're listening to hardcore punk music? Did we lose him? Where'd you go? Yeah, sorry. I think I'm back. 
<laughs> Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> we were talking about how you love ass beater music. <laughs> yeah, dude, it makes the car ride so enjoyable when I finally get the aux cord and then everybody else is miserable the whole time. <laughs> wow. That's this is a pretty eclectic background of a band though. You got five people and it you've got all kinds of influence on there. But so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up on something Zach said. So pop punk, and I'm gonna divert the conversation for a second. Are you guys familiar with the band Houndmouth out of Indiana? Hell yeah. Okay. So they had an original member in that band, Katie Tupin, who left to do her own thing. She just released a single of Damn It um, for charity. Check it out. Like, if you like Houndmouth, if you like her, you like Blink-82, take a listen to that. Because I think every time you spin it on Spotify, she gets money for charity at the same point. So that's as much as my pop pump stuff and reference I'll go to you guys. Uh, all right, Dane. What about you? What, what's what's some of your? So we we get this pop punk guys, and we got these Skinner guys. What about you? What are what are your influences? I was just raised on. I mean, Skinner, all the seven. Uh, my dad, he's not a musician, but he loves, he's a character. So he uh, always just to anything from the Cat Band, Skinner, to Tom Petty, and always raised on. I never really got out of that. I mean, if you look at my Spotify playlist, mostly everything on there is before 1990. Um, Turn on. Everything. Just, I don't know why. There aren't, like, newer bands. Like, but that, it's, um... You know, I've really noticed that, like, we've talked to so many musicians from the Southeast, and I'm really amazed and proud that so many younger people listen to great music there because i'm in north dakota i'm in, in this part of the country it's like you just don't find that you don't find younger people that are know everything so you know hats off to your parents you know for for you know playing that music around you you know it's it's really just amazes me and, it, and it's just so awesome to see so many younger guys guys and gals from the south just listening to great music you know like they can literally, like you mentioned, your Spotify list. I find, find like stuff, you know, the younger people down there are listening to. It's like, wow, how do you get, like, rip my Spotify list? <laughs> you know, so it's a really great thing. I just wanted to, you know, that's an observation. I had to, you know, emphasize that. It's great. I know uh, we're in Kansas last weekend and all five of us are walking down to the venue and this freaking hippie rolls by on a scooter. <laughs> Grateful. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God there's normal people left in this world. I was just saying, no, no matter what age hippie you are, you're always going to be the, with the Grateful Dead. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's, uh, I get, like you said, I guess there's, you just don't see it as much anymore, but we're trying to definitely bring it back as much as we can. So, yeah. And you guys are, are getting back to what Brian said. Um, and then this new generation of rock bands that we're seeing, and we're seeing a lot of bands of, of guys around your age who are playing guitar based music, rock music drawing crowds whether it's like the georgia thunderbolts and dirty roses you know tyler bryant and the shakedown art we do we spotlight a lot of under the radar new bands to try and get because there are so many bands out there actually playing rock music and good rock music and you sure as shit don't get any help from radio or anything else these days right it's kind of all all the homegrown effort yeah so I think people, I think people, your generation, my kids' generation, I got a 19 and 17 year old, you know, to introduce them to like 
the stuff that's not on pop 40 top 40 radio oh yeah so who amongst your contemporaries you know bands have been around about the same amount as you or about your same age uh who out there that you guys uh, um have camaraderie with or bond with or who's someone that maybe we haven't heard of that you think would just knock our socks off you already mentioned two of the yeah, bands that say. we love that yeah. we those with them georgia thunderbolts and them dirty roses love yeah. those guys they're really cool down-to-earth dudes yeah we've good. had those guys on a couple times already in fact those are some of the earliest people we've had on was Andrew from Them Dirty Roses and the guys from Thunderbolts and Magnolia Bayou, Brian. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Magnolia Bayou guys. Yeah. yeah good been, band, good dudes. Uh, another that was opening up for Dirty Honey. Or is that Magnolia Bayou? Oh, uh, Dirty Honey's a cool band. Yeah, Dirty Honey's awesome. R- rumor has it they're going to be on this podcast sometime over the summer. Uh, <laughs> Word on the street. Word on the street. Yeah, that would be uh, awesome. Right. So, how, how do you how do you guys find Nashville to be? Um, is it competitive in a fierce kind of way? Is it competitive in a camaraderie kind of way? Uh, you know, what's that like there for you guys? When you're, when you're in Nashville, <laughs> I know you're in the freeze roll, but fierce, dude. Um, yeah. That's the it's the best and worst part about Nashville. Like, especially my. My dad, we moved here so my dad could start gigging. My brother gigs. Like, I oh, kinda, so you have a musical family. I definitely, but we all play drums, which is the mistake. Don't do that. You all got to play it. <laughs> you can't all practice drums at the same time in the house? Fighting over the same gigs. <laughs> um, fighting over the same gigs. game can chew you up and spit you out. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've gone and played shows or auditioned. I'm like, dude, I smoked it in there. And then you never get a call back. You're not always going to be the perfect drummer for the gig. Some people want the pocket dude who you don't even know is there. Some people want Tommy Lee. You just never know, man. But iron sharp, iron sharpens iron. Like, I don't know. It makes you a way better drummer because it's super humbling. You think you're super good? Let me tell you, Nashville is full of good musicians. Oh, for sure. De- definitely. We know quite a few artists in Nashville and it's just, that's, they tell us kind of the same thing, don't they, Brian? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, recently we had Goodbye June on They're They're spectacular. Um, so many others. Yeah. Like Lilani Kilgore, Jax Hollow. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with any of them, but you guys would like Goodbye June. They're going at, like Brian's wearing his Whiskey Myers shirt. They're out supporting Whiskey Myers right now. And, oh, I love Whiskey Myers. Yeah, I'm gonna check them out tomorrow. They've got like an old school '70s AC/DC sound, but with like Southern rock type of elements to it. It's really good. Sounds awesome. Yeah, check them out for sure. Cruz, all right. You mentioned two different types of drummers in the pocket and Tommy Lee. What kind of drummer are you? uh i like to think that uh i am the uh reincarnation of tommy lee hopefully one day that is my goal uh but i try to sit in the pocket when i can um the really cool thing about this band and like we said like even with like the dual you know lead guitar players i feel like we all get our moment and not just one i feel like we do a really good job of everybody gets multiple moments to shine um we each do a bunch of solos i use i've been doing like two drum solos because the crowd's been asking for it and that's been cool <laughs> sure guys come on let's get confirmation sure of this out. the crowd has been asking for drum solos is that true 
That's a fact. <laughs> in fact, they're out there playing. Trust me, Aaron blows my. I'm telling you, like at this last, uh, we were in uh, North Carolina, which treated us really good. Yeah. We were telling them we were like, "Yo, okay, that's it. Like two is the the <laughs> limit for sure." Uh, Jay, for you, like, what are some guitar influences? Kind of what kind of guitar player are you? Uh. I, mean, I, I like the Gibson SG. I mean, here, if you can look over my shoulder. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, what kind of guitar player am I? Uh, I mean, are you a, a Dwayne Allman? Are you like, like, what do you aspire to be? Like, what gets you going? So, uh, I like using, well, it depends on which night it is. Sometimes I like using uh the least amount of notes possible um just kind of slow and drawn out so you're not shredding uh like i said depends on what night it is uh but uh the non the non-drum solo nights you get to shred yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) then uh some some nights uh it's uh, a little bit faster yeah who's your favorite slide player Slide player, Ed King. Oh, geez. Nice. Wow. I wouldn't yeah. expect to hear that. I figured we're going to hear like their trucks or no, Ed King. Nice. Good call on that. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that he does a quite a bit of sliding Skinner. Yep, for sure. Uh, we've had, speaking of Skinner, Skinner, Damon Johnson on before, who's filled in on Skinner quite a few times. What a nice guy. Brother Kane, great band. Like, all the stuff he's on. He's just incredible. He's a very underrated guitar player. We opened for Damon in Alabama. Did you yeah, really? Really. Yeah. He is one of the guys I've ever met. This is cool. Oh, my that God. Is- we talked to him, Brian, and, like, it was, like, old friends. Mm-hmm. Just an extremely generous guy, nice guy. And that you hear that from everybody. Oh yeah, uh, Red. What about you? Guitar styles, like what? Do, what do you like? What, what are you going for? Uh, my style is definitely uh, a lot, like really fast staccato stuff. Um, like uh, I, I mean, Alan Collins, the Young Brothers, ACDC, uh, yeah. Clapton, Chuck Berry. Those are like some of my like Mount Rushmore guys. Wow. Nice, love it. And which which your guitar of choice? Uh, Gibson Firebird. Yeah, so, that's what, nice. I've seen, you know, there's a lot of people using Firebirds now. A lot yeah. of people, they seem to really come back into favor. And like, what what, what do you dig about them? Uh, I mean, I always wanted one because that's what Alan Collins played. Mm-hmm. And I bought one in the summer of 2017. I got a used Firebird uh, blindly. I'd never played one. I just was hoping that I would really love it. It was the dream guitar for me. And mm-hmm. uh, once I got it, I just never really looked back. It's, she's I mean, Her name's Tammy. She's my favorite, <laughs> my favorite lady. Uh, yeah, yeah. My hand falls perfectly where I need it to on the neck. <clears throat> nice and big. It's just, it's perfect. It's fast. You need. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to get me one of those. I don't have any of those hanging on the wall or back on my my yeah. rack back here they're great guitars man they're weird guitars though like these you can't really go from a firebird to a les paul in the middle of a show or it feels like you switched over to a, you know, a is, ukulele or something is it the yeah. neck the length of the neck the body yeah. like what, what is it oh it's because like most guitars 
the fretboard extends over onto the body of the guitar. But with a Firebird, it's like you have the neck and then you have the body that is at the end of the neck. Yeah, because it runs the neck runs through the body. All it's like two, yeah. So it's just long. It feels like you're holding a bass. Is it a reverse headstock one? Yeah, yeah. It's the, yeah. the Sunburst. Yeah. Reverse. I've done a bunch of shit to it. Nothing, nothing's original on it but the paint, pretty much. Nice. Okay, Brian, you had a question? So, uh, Zach, uh, when you're writing, do you play guitar as well or piano? How, how, are you, how do you write? Uh, most of the time I sit down with an acoustic guitar and uh, – like when me and Dane played, we, me and him both played lead guitar in that group before we got these guys. Um, yeah, for the most part, I'll sit down on the couch and I'll normally have a chord progression already going, or at least the base of something. And then I'll have maybe just one line. Sometimes I start off with just guitar, and sometimes I start off with just one line that I really like. And I'm like, I want to build something on this. And then, for instance, our single Dirty, so the first song we put out as a band. I was on the way to pick Dane up from college. His car was in the shop or something. And I wrote the whole song just from the drive from my house to pick him up. But sometimes it just comes out easy, and that's the way I like to do it. My favorite song is 15 or 20 minutes. So you, you produce songs pretty quick. It sounds like you have the ability to really write something. The ones that end up sticking are the ones that come out fast. Reason. If I have to sit with it too long, end up just throwing it, I'll never look at it again. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, every once in a while, I'm, I'm in a band, we'll table something, come back to it a year or two later, and every once in a while, we can make something out of it. But with you, usually our best stuff is things that just come right out. Yeah, I feel like that's how got something special in it if, it, if it happens that way. Yep. Now, do you have a, like, you know, we kind of laughed about the pop punk stuff, but no, that's that's like legitimate. But do you have like a, for singing um, you, you know, uh, an influence or something that you kind of aspire to be like? Um, well, my dad, I grew up, my dad playing in bands my whole life. What did your dad do? Like, was he singer, guitar player? Mainly played lead guitar, but he sang every once in a while too. Uh, got me into the Almond Brothers heavily. Greg Almond is his favorite singer as well. And right. Oh, I, and you know, I think you said that already. I apologize. Yeah. I got into Greg's even his solo albums. And now, do you have, here's the test of how big of a, of a fan you are. Do you have his album with Cher, All Man and Woman? <laughs> I do not have a copy of it, but I know the music on it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, give it, what's, what's it, how many stars out of five you give that one? Um, <laughs> I don't know his autobiography, but he talks about that. And he's, man, I love Cher. I was in love with Cher, but she's not a singer. <laughs> they weren't even married that long either were they yeah yeah this seems like a bad match but okay you passed the test you are legitimately a greg allman fan because a lot of people have no idea about that album <laughs> see that but that's from the hit the song these days that jackson brown wrote but greg allman has it on his laid back solo oh, nice very cool well, when we'll move to Dane too, do you, I mean, and you're newer to the bass or whatever, but you can even talk guitar. Do you have any specific influences or kind of something you're really aspiring to be? Well, we can talk bass. Uh, of course, just like Red and Jay, I'm heavy on Skinner. So, of course, Leon from Skinner, mm -hmm. definitely someone um, that I look up to. And then, weirdly enough, uh, Nikki 
Six, just because. Dude, Molly Crew is great. Nikki Six, Nikki Six wrote mm-hmm. all the songs. Man, he wrote all the songs. Yeah, don't hear that being people's favorite bass player, but I think as like persona wise, that's something that I would like to, you know, would model myself after. And then also, you can ask them. I'm kind of like the band daddy. I'm the one that uh, kind of I'm the glue that keeps it together. So that's like. Oh, it's a good comparison. Uh, of course, Duff McKagan. Um, there you go. Great. Cool. But uh, yeah. And then guitar wise, I mean, I love the blues. Stevie Ray Vaughan. We don't hear a lot of the Guns N' Roses influence stuff these days, which I'm, I'm very surprised about, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Like Duff McKagan's a great call. I mean, you've got Slash, even Izzy. Like you don't hear a lot of people really. They love Guns N' Roses and those guys, but you don't hear a lot of that that being that influential. It seems. Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, which ones? Dude, <laughs> that's those... a big debate. That's a big debate in this band. It might tear us apart one day. <laughs> My first concert I saw, Aerosmith with Guns N' Roses opening for him. That's awesome. And I, I was like rock music after that there was no going back and it was you know before anybody really even knew who guns and roses was like 87 so it was you know amazing like this is this is with me and this is with everything with like nikki tommy and like when i'm like i think guns and roses is more talented but the uh molly cruz just got that some like i don't think tommy lee's the best drummer in the world but there's not many people that look cooler than him playing drums Mm -hmm. and i feel like he's the angus young of drums he might not have, but think about so many iconic drum He didn't parts reinvent the wheel, but he's really good at what he does. Dude, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, the intro to Dr. Feelgood, uh, Livewire, a lot of people can play that, but not, I mean, he came up with that. Though, think about how iconic that is. That's why I think I, Motley Crue's just in there for me. I, I love that band. One of my favorites growing up, um, for sure. <laughs> and, you know, I've seen those guys before, too. I'm not seeing them here recently. I just, you know, every once in a while... I, poor Vince, I think he's lost lost the fastball in his voice. It happens to the best of people. But I mean, yeah. Mick Mars is a completely underrated guitarist for you know for you guitar players. He's really good and he's heavily blues influenced on what he does. I mean, Girls, Girls, Girls is a big testament to some of his blues uh, favorites. But man, I just don't think that guy gets enough credit either. I think Cruz, you're picking up a lot of, a lot of good stuff on the crew here. <laughs> now we just need to get you that uh, drum set that flips upside down. Yeah. <laughs> That would be a quite that would be quite a contraption. <laughs> it would be hard to haul along with you guys to gigs, I'm sure. It would be the size of a roller coaster at six flags for me. <laughs> so I want to go back to Dane. Uh, you mentioned you're the band daddy. Can, can you elaborate on that? <laughs> I'll feed them. No. Um, no, just like I mean, we've got our manager now, but like the first year of the band I was doing the managing um if you know someone wants to talk about booking a gig they all usually point them to me um and it's just little shit like that I mean I wouldn't be anywhere without these dudes but you have organize the money and stuff too yeah I mean I handle the money but so you're the, the guy that knows how to count that's what you're telling me <laughs> wow. well, some of you guys are college grads so you can probably count I, uh, I I love numbers. Um, <laughs> did you what did you study in school? Did you study business or finance? Uh, studied studied a little bit of everything. I kept changing. Um, took me a little 
out than I wanted, but I ended up graduating with a music business degree, but I'm just All right, perfect. I mean, you're a perfect guy to be the band daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I can handle my alcohol. Studied anatomy mixology. <laughs> Wait, what did you say, Cruz? He mostly studied anatomy and mixology, I think, in college. <laughs> you know what? I should have studied harder in both of those. <laughs> Still studying. <laughs> I'm going for my doctors. <laughs> <laughs> so also, Dean, uh, let's talk about uh, basses for all. Your preferred bass. What, what's your rig? Uh, I've got my baby is my 76 Thunderbird. Um, Speaking of Nikki Six, he plays a Thunderbird, correct? Does he? I think. Oh, does he play? A, I'm not sure if he plays Gibsons or not. I think he's got. So it looks like he a plays. He plays Schechter now. Does he now? Okay. Yeah. It looks like a Thunderbird. Right. Um, but it's just super thick sound. Um, you know, my go. Out of the bass. Uh, it's long run, and I don't want to risk it my guitar getting messed up i'll take my my jazz bass but my go-to is definitely the thunderbird it's very southern rock uh in the sound the look and everything um it's super long but whatever the bass Me and it, match. <laughs> i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say red is like it's a cool side on stage because i've seen some of your pictures here where you guys you know have similar looking instruments and it, it, it looks like it looks a little bit you guys look a little bit like skinner yeah I think that's what we're, a little bit. I mean, we don't want to look just like Skinner, but no, can't help but it come out in the way we dress and how we present. Page. Not a bad band to look like. Not a bad band to look like for sure. Now you guys have speaking of looking. You guys have a music video up on your website for the uh, for the song "Dirty." Looks like you had a lot of fun recording that. Can you guys tell us a little bit about making that video? Speaking of of such your your you know your doctorate there, Dane, your doctorate I think plays into that video a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I honestly threw a party. Uh, that the started at was at Main Street, which is our kind of like go to venue here in Murfreesboro. Mm -hmm. I guess what I could say the only professional music venue really left in Murfreesboro right now, but uh, you know they treat us like family there. Um, so we reached out and he said we could use the venue. So I just threw a party and we invited a cameraman and he was doing a music video and it, it went really well. I mean, it was fun. It wasn't awkward, but there was definitely a lot of alcohol involved and a lot of pretty ladies. So that, that didn't. It's, it's definitely very old school in the way of it's a video like you guys look like you're actually having fun in the video and people are having fun. I think rock music and mainstream music has gotten way of people actually looking like they enjoy what they do. So it's really refreshing to go back and see like a video and now knowing it's your friends, you guys are actually partying. It makes it even better. I'm going to go back and watch it. And I, I t t everybody should go and check it out. Go to the website, take a look at their video and, and their songs as what well, that they've got posted on there. Some really good stuff. Out in the video. <laughs> What is what is next for you guys? So you're you're on the road and we're touring, going and recording albums. What what's the next couple months look like? We got a lot of shows coming up. I don't even know if I can name them off the top of my head. I know next week we're going to, or this coming weekend we're playing at Main Street where the dirty video shot. So it's okay. going to be like homecoming basically. So really excited for that. And um, then 
Next week we go to Birmingham and Memphis, Birmingham, Alabama, and Memphis, Tennessee. We've got a we've got a gig coming up with Jimmy Hall down in Beaufort. Oh, Georgia. nice, nice. That that's looking June forward. To that. That'll yeah. be a great man. That'll be that'll be a good one. He's a fantastic artist. Yeah, that's really looking forward to that one. Um, we got into the fraternity party scenes, um, so those are always fun. But those kind of do those pay well. Oh, they pay for yeah. pay the bet. <laughs> and I'm assuming free, free beer and liquor. Yeah. I play a fratter every weekend. No shame in this game. <laughs> That's isn't that how like uh, Dave Matthews Band and Hooting and the Blowfish got started? Yeah. A little bit out of your genre, but you know. Shout out to ZBT, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. There yeah. we go. <laughs> We're gonna rush this fall. Yeah, every college I go to, I try to rush, but I'm too old. They don't. They kick us out after the show. <laughs> Just be like old school. You need to start your own. Yeah. Sleep in the dungeon. ZBT knows what I'm talking about. Thanks for letting us sleep in the dungeon. <laughs> so you got a, a slate of shows coming up. Um, when's the next time you're thinking about getting the studio for another track? Um, okay, so next month, you got a bunch of shows coming up. Um, where do you want us to go to find out more about where you're playing, your music, is there a specific spot that's better than others? I know you got a web page. Uh, our Instagram is probably, probably the best way. Our Instagram is a great way to keep up with us here. Okay. It's like Instagram, Facebook, but you say everybody check out Instagram. Yeah. yeah. We're no just Twitter. On there. Okay. No Twitter, no uh, TikToking right now? Uh, we're TikToking. We're talking pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. we're How was talking the facebook um on par i just it seems like we're all uh partial to instagram right now for some reason instagram yeah. seems to be yeah. where we're getting the most traction. we get the we get the most traction for the podcast through instagram as well yeah. and like a lot of people contacting us in communications at the same time it's it's surprising to me but also instagram is a pretty easy basic platform hey i can post a video i can post a picture and then you're done i kind of like it because it's fast and i'm not a mm -hmm. social media guru <laughs> Yeah, it's real free, and we need that because we're usually posting like, and that's what's cool about our Instagram and a cool reason to follow it. Um, we usually post the content raw. Like as soon as we get something cool, we throw it up on there. Okay. So that's what's cool about it too. We don't sit there and pick through it for 10 years and try to edit it. And we kind of just try to make it seem like you're there with us. Yep. And then again, you can also go to revelry, revelrymusic.com, your website. Um, there's some tour information. Like I said, the video uh you know a bio about you guys all that kind of stuff and i think even contact too where you can get a hold of your manager and try to get you guys scheduled scheduled for things at the same time um where did hey where did you guys play in kansas city here re the other week other weekend they just opened a brand new tin roof which is a popular bar around this we played a, a lot a lot of different <laughs> okay they just opened theirs up the week before we went down there got so, it so you guys helped break it in it was cool to be able to do that too. I think we yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> we did. <laughs> so where else in the southeast are you guys playing? Are you kind of regional area? Like how far are you getting out? So we've been, of course, Tennessee. Uh, we've been, you know, Georgia, Alabama. We have not made it to Florida yet. We've done the Carolinas, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, we just got back from New Orleans. Yeah. Nice. That was one of the gigs. Um, 
Then, you know, Kentucky, we've done Lexington, Louisville, Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, so yeah. where'd you guys play? In, so I'm in Columbus, Ohio, but I'm from Cincinnati. Where did you guys play? Uh, Ten Roof as well. We do a lot of Ten Roofs, kind of fill, fill gaps between our original shows. Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, not about us. So that's a good way for us to, you know, splash around following each time we go um, so we can return and do our own thing. Hey, when you guys play the Tin Roof in Cincinnati, did you head, head over to the Moorline Logger House and check a couple beers out? Uh, no. I didn't even know about it, honestly. Oh, we man. Yeah, because you're down there in the Banks area, like by the stadiums, right? Yeah. I'm sure right. Over there. We had some chili, though. Some Skyline. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, Red, my boy. How, what did you think of it? I wish I was eating some right now. <laughs> you were allowed to come back anytime you want to. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> good. You talk skyline. You're you're speaking my language, man. That's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did the rest of you guys try skyline? Oh yeah. And are we good? Are we thumbs up or thumbs down on it? Two it's thumbs up. <laughs> so at, at the Reds game, Cincinnati Reds game. So there, there, there's two staples there. There's La Rosa's Pizzeria and Skyline Chili, and you could do something called a Skyrosa where you get the slice of pizza from La Rosa's and you get the pasta and the chili of, of, of Skyline and you fold together and eat it. Oh, my God. That's the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're back, you got to go and try and you got to get a Sky Rosa. So, you know, the, even if the, you don't go to the Reds games, go to La Rosa's, get a pizza, go to Skyline. Yeah, I'll make it myself. Get it three way. <laughs> <laughs> I, these days my age i'm worried about having a heart attack eating that stuff but you guys are all young and healthy you can surely surely digest it well, we're young <laughs> i don't know about healthy <laughs> up for debate <laughs> jason is it that time of the show all right guys what we like to do to close out the show real fast is do a nice lightning round just a couple fun questions for everybody if you guys are game to do it do it all right, we'll go around. So this is going to be a group question. I want you guys to come up with the answer real fast. Uh, what is your favorite venue to play? Mm. Wait, do we y'all have to answer? Well, yeah, come up with something and they can chime in if they want to, if they disagree. For me, it's got to be that Raleigh, North Carolina tin roof show. I mean, there was 600 people there the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Five, uh, six, I don't know, it was insane. Cover gig, Tin Roof, Raleigh, original gig, Exident, Nashville is really good. Oh, the Exident classic, yeah. yeah. There we go. I second that. That's yeah. a good choice. That's solid. Where's one venue you haven't played yet that you want to play? Red Rocks. That's what <laughs> far yeah. Red Rocks would be the ultimate dream show. Yeah. I think that's a good. I think that's a good call. I I've oh, never been. I want to go to see a concert there one day. It's on my bucket list. I just saw Stevie Nicks there last week. It was oh. one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Wow! How awesome. does she sound? How does she sound? Pretty phenomenal, really. Pretty spot on. I mean, she. I think she said she was what seventy four years old. Uh, surely, yeah. No, yeah. Wow! What is she? Damn, that's it. I didn't even know she was touring. Yeah. Huh. Not Fleetwood Mac, just Stevie Nicks. Just Stevie, yeah. Right on. 
If you guys could play with one band, supporting one band, who would you pick? A lot. Yeah. So we're going to ask right now, if you go on tour with any band that's going right now, who would you choose? Yeah. Um, Dang. <clears throat> Current band, I'm saying Dirty Honey or Whiskey Myers. Whiskey Myers. There we go. Wearing, oh, I'm wearing my Smoke and Mule shirt, Government Mule, Blackberry Smoke. They went on tour 2016 together. Blackberry Smoke or Whiskey Myers for me. That's... You'd hit like two of Brian's favorite bands. I'm Black Crows, Blackberry Smoke. Like those are all those are all my guys. I'm starting to get into Whiskey Myers. I'm going to see them tomorrow night. I'm sure I'm going to walk away a big fan. Okay. Now, if you guys could play on stage with a band, living or dead, for one night, who we choosing? And this will be an individual question. So, Cruz, you can play drums for anybody for one night. Who are you doing? Uh, kiss. No shit. Kiss. They just came to Dayton, Ohio, like two days ago. I didn't see them, but they were just here. Yeah, I can't think of a cooler production, cooler show. Um, love Kiss. Grew up uh, loving kiss they were like the power rangers to me so it had to be kiss. <laughs> they were kind of power rangers correct <laughs> they had only i think they only had they're the only people that had more merchandise than the power rangers had yeah <laughs> yeah i just remember as a kid just my dad was like hey i was really into this and it was just me and my brothers were kiss nice red for you you can play with one band for one night who are you choosing gotta be leonard skinner nice okay good call Jay, you. Just one. Yep. Just in living or dead band, peak, whatever you want. One night. Uh probably be the OG Skinner. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe you guys get on there together, re-resurrect them. You send you back yeah. in time to 1975 and you play. <laughs> <laughs> uh Zach, we'll start with you first. Who would you go on stage and sing with? I, I gotta say the Almond Brothers. I can't hold down the B3 like Greg can, but he can play the B3 while you're singing. <laughs> he just told Anyways, knobs. Yeah. Is there a song that you absolutely have to sing? Oh, crap. Um, My Cross to Bear, probably. Oh, really? Nice. Or These Days is the one I have on my arm. That's Greg Allman by himself. But yeah. That song is – If whenever I die, I want that played at my funeral, not to be morbid, but I think it's just – um, are you guys covered in the Allman Brothers band on your cover gigs? Yeah. One Way Out is one Great. of the big parts of our show because both of the guitar players get to show off. Yeah. And then I'm solo to cruise. During the last little ending, the Fillmore East version, which I think is the only, the main one that everybody hears, but Greg has his little runs he does at the end. Acapella. That's, just, that's a part of the show for me to shine too. So I always look forward to that. Makes me, but, but love it. Jay, are you doing open tunings on your guitar? I'm not. No, you're I'm playing not. everything straight. I thought so when I was looking at the videos. Yeah. And Red, you play everything standard tuning, don't you? Uh, yeah. I've got I play open G on a couple of our originals. I haven't played them out in a while, but I like to write with open G a lot. You're you're not using the Firebird for open G. You're doing something else. Nah, Telly, Keith Richards style. Something nice. Very cool. Yeah, I, I like Telly's too. I got a nice nice one hanging up on the wall. So yeah. um Dane, for you, you pick a band living or dead one night, you get to play with them. Who are you going with? Uh, well, they've already said Skinner, so I, 
I'll just throw a curveball. I'm going Aerosmith. There you go. That I like. I mean, all good choices. You don't, we haven't heard Aerosmith from anybody yet, Brian. I don't think we have, no. We've heard a lot of Skinner and some other bands. I don't think we, heard, we haven't heard Kiss, so we have new ones tonight. Aerosmith and Kiss. Like old school Aerosmith. Like. Old school. Right. The 70s. All right. This is a group question. You guys got to come up with this together. It's the last one. Give us a good story from the road. Something funny, weird, something that happens to you that just stands out more than anything else. And Red started laughing immediately. He's got something. <laughs> well, Cruz is as well. Somebody has something. Nobody. Anybody? Okay. All right. Let's get. Okay. I do. I got a good one. I got. If there are crimes, the- if there are crimes involved, do not use anybody's real name, please. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not talking about legal trouble, just trouble at home. <laughs> I'm pleading the fifth on this one, boys. <laughs> All right, go ahead, give us your story. What do you had something? Who wants to, who, who's doing story time? Go ahead, Dane. Me? <laughs> well, shit. Red's got something, he keeps laughing. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm laughing about. <laughs> he, he was the first person that, that I saw, you know, respond. Well, I think I think y'all should go with the story because I don't, I don't know. I'll tell the cleanest version of this possible, and um, I'm going to leave out a lot of details. I'm going to keep it very vague, actually. <laughs> uh, but this is the most recent thing. Um, shout out to the La Quinta, by the way. So we played a really great show. Everything was fine. A party commenced to jump back to the hotel. And that party burned out, and everybody in the band is going, I mean, in bed, laying down, got the covers pulled up. Boom, 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 boom. I think somebody's messing with us. It's the cops. So we're all, like, sitting there like, oh, we're all in our boxers. Everybody's been under the influence for multiple hours. It's like 6 in the morning. I mean, we're done. We got to play the next day. We drove in. We're super tired. I think it's a joke. I think it's one of the guys messing around. So I open the door with my boxers on, just, hey, what the fuck are you? It's like five cops. So I instantly get sobered up real quick. (laughs) We all start getting dressed as fast as we can. And you just see three gnarly dudes with long hair. Then you got me. That was probably a sight with only just carrying all our shit in our hands, running to the car because we were all convinced we were going to jail. But they just let us walk out and we went to our car and we drove around for about two hours until Dane finally found a red roof in that no one could possibly get kicked out of. <laughs> so your partying annoyed people enough they called the cops on you. Yeah. And the best part is, is the next day I'm like, dude, that was not that bad. We checked the Snapchats. I was pissing out of the hotel window. Oh, yeah, that, that, that'll do it. Lakita's <laughs> a very self-respecting change. We have the speaker going. We were being I'm not we're not those kind of people. I don't know. We were just riding that high from a great show and we learned our lesson. Very, very motley crewish. Very motley crewish. <laughs> I'm I'm impressed. And no no arrests were made, so it was a successful story. Now in the future, when we ask, you know, when we ask bands this question, we like kind of give them just like a little bit of list of two or three three things. Now we got, and we had a guy pissing out a hotel window. Kicked down La Quinta. Along with people walking in on orgy. We're just showing, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not proud of that story. My wife, (laughs) go look at our TikTok. Hey, we won't use your name. (laughs) 
I will be following you guys on TikTok after this. I'm already following you guys on Instagram. So listen, it was really good to meet you guys. Good luck. We can't wait to see you on the road. Here's some more tunes that are coming out. Uh, for everybody listening to the podcast, go to revelrymusic.com. Check out their Instagram page. That's the best place to go. They do have a TikTok. They do have a Facebook. Man, if you guys like Skinner, rock, Southern rock music, dual guitar bands, uh, Tommy Lee style drumming, these guys have everything for you. And it was, it was good, to, good to hear from you guys. Brian? Okay, thank you so much to, uh, to Zach, Dane, Red, Jay, and Cruz from Revelry. Um, four singles are out so far. You got Dirty, Two to Tango, uh, tore up and lay us one woman woman uh, you guys sound great uh, so happy to, that you guys came on thank you so much uh, we're going to be in your corner we're going to be supporting you we're going to be keeping in touch and uh, just thank you so much for being on yes, thank you well thanks to the guys in revelry and thank you um, to uh, Ryan Pope for hooking us up with, with that that chat we're really appreciative of that Ryan, y'all give Ryan a lot of credit. He felt found us through Instagram and was very, very uh, adamant about getting the guys on and working with us to do it. So we appreciate that. He even has another band for us, Brian, that we just checked out this evening that we really Yeah, liked. yeah. I mean, uh, just like that, another band out of Nashville uh, that we'll eventually talk to and, you know, talk more about later. Let's mention them real quick here since we are talking about Reverie. We well, just posted uh, to the Facebook page. Yeah, Ace Monroe out of Nashville. What a great band. Uh, these guys are, you know, their members are from all over. So uh, we'll get you familiarized with them. But uh, now let's talk getting back to Revelry. Our guests, it was no surprise to us. These guys love, you know, OG Skinner, you know, the original, original band. And uh, I had to compliment them like I've, said to so many others that it's so great that these younger guys younger gals younger people in the southeast are just listening to great music and I, I just i'm just assuming and i'm glad that there's seems to be more of a tradition with people our age raising their kids you know listening listening to great music oh for sure you know and, and you know they talked about skinner and the allman brothers band which of course brian you and i are big fans of blackberry smoke but we got the old aerosmith and guns and roses connections and i've been waiting a lot of time to hear hear both yeah. of those band yeah the guns and roses like you think these kids these days are really would like that would be a band that inspired them to play and coincidentally enough who else was brought up you know that you know we just saw our buddy matt you know write about it, it was motley crew they got a motley, motley crew a lot of motley crew talk on yeah that, which is right right in my wheelhouse from, probably from yours too cruise the drummer yeah i mean and you know it's like you know, they you know, you know, Motley Crue kind of gets tagged with, you know, they're the heavy metal band, they're the glam band. But if you look, if you, uh, you know, look at, you know, talk, watch, read, listen to whatever interviews with Nick Mars, he's a very uh, big blues guitar fan. Big blues guy. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of chops in that band. I don't care. They're, they put out a lot of good music. I, I like them. I'm not embarrassed to say it. Yeah. But um, Revelry's cool, like good, good bunch of young dudes. They said they've come to Cincinnati before. I'm going to keep my eye out to see them play live and see what other kind of new songs, because they're, you know, they already know they want to go in the studio and record some new music. Yeah, and uh, just, you know, so enthusiastic and so great to see that again and again and, you know, more bands popping up and it was just great, great to talk to those guys. So, uh, 
you know, uh, all I got to say after that is always remember Southern Rock is reverent. Blues is blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 